You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. If you or your patients struggle with muscle cramps, spasms, soreness, or restless leg syndrome, you're going to want to hear about our non-opioid TheraWorks Relief. TheraWorks Relief is a clinically proven and published locally acting topical solution that prevents and relieves muscle cramps, spasms, and soreness in the legs and feet. In a research study including patients diagnosed with restless leg syndrome, TheraWorks Relief was shown to reduce symptoms commonly associated with accompanying RLS, including muscle cramps and spasms. Muscle cramps are reported as a side effect of hundreds of prescription medications, from intravenous iron sucrose and conjugated estrogens to statins and diuretics. By managing muscle cramps, TheraWorks Relief supports adherence, helping patients stay on important and often life-saving medications. TheraWorks Relief comes in an easy-to-use, fast-absorbing, non-greasy foam that can prevent muscle cramps and spasms with just a few simple applications a day. To learn more about TheraWorks Relief, go to theraworksrelief.com and click on the Healthcare Professional link. This is the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Pharmacy Future Leaders is a podcast dedicated to pharmacy students by pharmacy students who are committed to making an impact on our healthcare system and providing optimal patient care as innovative and leading pharmacists. As Pharmacy Future Leaders, we dedicated our lifetime of service to others through the profession of pharmacy. We will consider the welfare of humanity and relief of suffering as our primary concerns as we apply our knowledge, experience, and skills to the best of our ability to assure optimal outcomes for our patients. And now, here are your hosts and Pharmacy Future Leaders. This is Pharmacy Future Leaders on the Pharmacy Podcast Network, a podcast made by students for students. My name is Joanne Payo, and I will be your host for today's show. Madeline Aquilano is a fourth-year pharmacy student from MCPHS University. Welcome, Madeline. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we are super excited to have you on today's show. First, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. Um, So as most other pharmacy students would probably say, I'm a P4 pharmacy student at MCPHS University, like you said. Um, But since I program is a six-year program. I always just say I'm a six-year pharmacy student. Um, So if I say either one of those, please don't get confused. Um, I grew up in New Hampshire, and I didn't really want to stray too far away from home when I went to college, um, because I've always really loved cities. So I feel like MCPHS was a really great fit for me in that sense. Uh, Right now, I'm actually more than halfway done with my Abbey rotations, which is really shocking to me. I feel like this year absolutely just flew by. Um, but my current rotation is actually a community rotation, and it is my fifth out of six total rotations. So at my school, the last year is completely filled with appy rotations. We're never in class. So after um, our spring fifth year semester ends, we go right into rotations, and we have a total of six of them. So I'm really almost done, which is very exciting. And like I said, my rotation right now is community, but it's actually at a local independent pharmacy in New Hampshire. So I'm actually home with my family right now, which has been um, just kind of nice to be able to see them for a little while. And I think just in general, it's a very exciting time right now because I just applied to residencies. You know, it's the start of a new year. It's actually the year I feel like I've been looking forward to for so long because it's the year I finally get to graduate with my doctorate. So did you go into undergrad knowing that you wanted to be a pharmacist? So 
at MCPHS, you have the option to do a six-year program. So from, I mean, when I was 18, I literally signed up for a six-year program knowing it was going to be pharmacy. So you just go straight through. There, there are like interviews and kind of a process to go from undergraduate to quote-unquote graduate pharmacy school. But we only do two years of undergraduate and it is very specified to kind of going into pharmacy. And then we just transition right away. So really my third year was like my P1 year and so forth. Um, and then our school also has another campus and they do a five-year program. So a lot of those students, they start off in Boston at my school. And in that transition part, they will actually transition not to a four-year program, but to a three-year accelerated program. And they'll do the whole thing in five years as opposed to six years. So you're 18, you just got out of high school, and you already know that you want to be a pharmacist. Yeah, so I actually had um, kind of an interesting transition into it. When I was in high school, I had um, a lot of kind of medical problems. I had migraines very chronically, and I ended up missing honestly, maybe like half of my junior year. Um, and I was prescribed a lot of different medications. I mean, they gave me like Clompazine, for example, for my headaches. And I literally thought that that was going to get rid of my headache. You know, now I know that it was for the nausea that is sometimes associated with migraines, but I never even had nausea. And um, when I was going to my primary care doctor, I was scoring really high, like on the anxiety and depression scales. I think just because I literally was missing so much school and at like 16, 17, I just didn't know how to handle that. And they kept upping like my doses Zoloft to the point where I literally had like tremors in my hands. I would have heartburn when I took my nighttime dose so bad that I would literally cry. Um, and my mom would be like almost nightly on the phone with the um, nurse line saying like, what do I do? Because we had no idea what was going on. Um, and I think kind of through like my own struggles with medications and trying to figure out um, why they were interacting with my body that way, or maybe how they were interacting with each other. I think I got very interested, um, I guess, in medication in general. And one of the biggest goals I've always told myself when I become a pharmacist is I don't want any patients to go home um, with medications that they don't even know what they do. You know, I want everyone to be educated about their medications, why they need them, you know, what they're supposed to do. And ultimately, especially with side effects, like how to combat them and when you should stop taking your medications and to kind of, I want people to definitely be in a better situation than I was. Was there any time that a pharmacist played a crucial role for you during this experience? Um, I'm not really sure. I think since I had migraines, I think I was kind of stuck at home and my mom would you know, go and pick up those medications. And I think when she would call people, um, I think it was, it was always like our Dartmouth Hitchcock nurse line she was calling. I don't think that we really thought of that as an avenue. So I think that's another thing I aim to do as a pharmacist is, you know, educating people that, I mean, how many local pharmacies are there in my town that I could have called, you know, and maybe gotten better answers quicker. So I think that's also a goal of mine is just kind of letting people know like what we're here to do as a pharmacist. And that explains your passion for the power of human connection in patient care. Can you, yeah. can you explain to our listeners what that means? Yeah, so I kind of think about this um, in two different ways. So I think about it in a short-term and a long-term way. So short-term patient connection is kind of those like quick interactions where 
you can improve their care or brighten their spirits. Um, I think of things like smiling, you know, greeting people in the hallways, really taking your time to like counsel someone, um, you know, asking if there's anything else you need, even if it's just water or the remote closer to them when they're in the hospital, kind of just going out of their way um, to be kind to someone. And I think all of the short-term interactions that I think of apply really easily just to, you know, real life in general. It doesn't just have to be patient care. It's all about just taking the time to be kind to others um, because even those little small things, they can really add up and have a huge impact. And then long-term patient connection is, I think, what I'm most passionate about. And this is the type of human connection in patient care that I think involves so many different things. By a whole patient, I mean not only their medical conditions, but also their day-to-day lives, their wants, their struggles, their feelings, pretty much that fellow human being, really, at the center of their care. And by getting to know them and understand them, that specific patient, you as a pharmacist can then help them. So I love ambulatory care because of these connections we can make with our patients and how we have the opportunity to truly impact their lifelong health. Um, And one of the things that I took away from my ambulatory care rotation, and I kind of keep in the back of my mind, is my preceptor would tell all of our patients, I can't tell you what you're going to go home and do. I can't make you do anything you have to want to. And what I was really saying to them is that they needed to make their plans together. You really need to be able to listen to your patient's uh, patient's perspective and then explain to them why it is important to do X, Y, and Z or why it's important to follow the plan that um, you're suggesting. Because medications don't work if you don't take them right. So there's no point in creating a treatment plan that doesn't work for your patient's lifestyle or your patient just isn't on board with or cares about in general. So it's funny because you're describing something that should already be occurring. Like this should be a given that this should be happening in the pharmacies. Why do you think it's not happening? Um, I think especially in retail pharmacy, I mean, there's such a push to, you know, do X amount of vaccinations a day and do X amount of scripts a day and the phones are always ringing. And I think a lot of pharmacies, you know, deal with staffing just like hospitals do. And um, I think it's just kind of those time constraints and the stress and pressure from all different angles uh, that can kind of, you know, be a barrier to those things. And I think even sometimes they can retail where the, um, you know, the fathering, everyone is busy in the background and the patient's there and everyone looks stressed. I don't know that they necessarily feel like they can spend a lot of time talking to them. Um, I think in the hospital setting, it's a little easier because most likely, you know, you're in a private room with that patient. So that I think you have um, normally more time to speak with them. Um, but I mean, all interactions are just as important because, I mean, I was someone in the community who, you know, could have gone into a CBS or an independent pharmacy or something, and I would have had a lot of questions, and I don't know that I would have felt like I had the time to really take up their time. And now, as a fourth-year pharmacy student, well, not a fourth-year, six-year, because you did it um, with MCPHS, what is some advice that you have for current pharmacy students and incoming pharmacy students? Yeah, I think whether, you know, you're an incoming student or a current student, I think staying true to who you are and what you're passionate about is very, very important. Um, You know, this is like your journey through pharmacy school, and it should be exactly what you want it to be. I have encountered people who have told me, you know, I don't do enough, and I'm not smart enough. And then I've encountered the opposite, where it's like, 
oh, you do too much and you're one of those people, whatever that means. And, you know, ultimately you should be doing what you're passionate about. And as hard as it is sometimes to not let, you know, other people's comments um, sway you in any way, I think it's really important to stay doing what you are passionate about and what you feel is important to do. Because, I mean, pharmacy school is tough. So if you're trying to do things all the time that you're not passionate about, you're just going to get burnt out. You should really be focusing on, you know, what is important to us and not really letting others um, kind of try and change our minds about things. And I think another thing that I have realized is some things are very scary and we feel like they're very challenging um, and doing them may be really uncomfortable. But when you do those things is normally when you grow the most and you kind of improve the most and um, that's definitely one thing I've really learned going through pharmacy school is to take every opportunity that you can, even if it scares you a little bit, because you're going to be so thankful that you did, um, afterwards. So basically your two tips are have no fear and go after your passion. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. No, that's really good because I can relate in terms of, you know, when you're in pharmacy school, they tell you to go and join as many organizations as you can, participate in this, participate in that, because that's what residency directors want to see. That's what employers want to see. But you're right. If you keep on joining so many things and you're not passionate about it, you're just having things on your CV, but they don't mean anything to you. Right, exactly. And I think you're always going to meet people like I said, who either tell you that you do too much or you do too little. And it's really about finding your own balance and doing what is important to you. Yeah, staying true to yourself. And exactly. One thing that you absolutely love is your blog. What made you start yeah. a blog? So I think in the beginning, you know, I was seeing all of these um, medical accounts, either students or current doctors. And they were always so inspiring to me and motivating. And I remember thinking that I didn't really see any pharmacy accounts. And I felt like pharmacy students should be able to connect with and kind of learn from each other in the same manner. So I think that was ultimately like the beginning motivation behind my blog. Um, but in general, it is kind of like therapeutic in a way to me if I'm writing or if, even when I like first designed my site, I loved designing it. Um, I think anytime I think of blog posts to do or projects and like topics I want to discuss, I just get very excited because it's something I'm passionate about. And it has been a nice break for my mind not to just study, 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 but also focus on um, pharmacy in a different way that is like inspiring to me. And since one of the things I love is connecting with other people, I mean, the Lux Pharmacist blog lets me do both. It lets me, you know, talk about my pharmacy experience and my advice to other students, but it also lets me talk to pharmacy students or just healthcare professionals in general um, from across the country and really the entire world. Um, so I think that that is a very unique opportunity to be able to connect with people on that kind of a level. How did you come up with that name for your blog? <laughs> That's actually funny. My cousin, who is like one of my best friends, is this creative genius, I call her. Um, she edits my posts and she is just like a person that I kind of feed off of and bounce ideas off of. And 
I wanted to make it pharmacist instead of pharmacy student because I knew I was going to be graduating within the next year and I didn't want to have to like change everything. Um, and then my cousin Brooke, I mean, we've always both been kind of like girly girls together and she knows that I'm also passionate about um, like lifestyle and kind of makeup, clothing, stuff like that. Um, even if that's not something I'm focusing on so much right now with my blog, um, it is still kind of a part of my life. So she kind of made it the Lux Pharmacist to kind of incorporate both sides of that. And she was really the creative genius behind that because as creative as I am, sometimes it's mainly like pharmacy creativity um, and not really creative in general. So she was the mastermind behind that. And then if you could do anything different in the last four years as a pharmacy student, what would you do? Hmm. I think that... In my first few years of pharmacy school, I was very um, heavily focused on, oh, my God, I need to study all the time. I'm so busy. I'm so stressed. You know, I have so much going on. Like, this is all I'm going to focus on. And I think in the end, that just really wasn't a healthy balance. Um, I've definitely learned towards the end of pharmacy school, but I wish I kind of knew earlier that, you know, really taking the time for your physical and mental health is very important because then you're um, that much more able, you know, to study. And I think, you know, eating well and even taking a break from studying and going to the movies or doing something, you know, fun or doing something you're passionate about, like the blog, I think um, just kind of looking at your life as a whole instead of uh, I'm only in pharmacy, you know, I'm like this pharmacy robot because that's not healthy. And I mean, pharmacy school is long and it's, demanding and you know the rest of your life can't shut down just because you're in pharmacy school so I think finding a really healthy balance of all things going on in your life is very important I completely agree even though I didn't technically follow that when I was in a a first year pharmacy student so that's like that's what I'm saying like I get that it's so important but in my first few years I was I was that pharmacy robot yeah and then how can our listeners follow you Madeline um, so the main way I connect with people um, is my Instagram. So it's literally just the Lux Pharmacist. The blog I try and keep up with. Um, obviously, you know, when I'm super busy, blog posts don't come up that often. But when I am super busy, I try and stay um, on Instagram as much as possible because it's such a quick and easy way to connect with people. Um, so those two avenues. Madeline, we enjoyed having you on today's show. Thank you for sharing your journey as a pharmacy student at MCPHS University. Um, you You have been so open on today's show about your journey and your passions, and we really appreciate that. Also, thank you to our amazing listeners. This show would not be possible without you. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Pharmacy Future Leaders and on Twitter at Leaders Pharmacy for more fun tips, advice, and updates on the show. This is Pharmacy Future Leaders. The mission of the Pharmacy Future Leaders podcast is to support all pharmacy students by providing advice, direction, stories, and sharing with each other. Be sure to use the hashtag Pharmacy Future Leaders on all social media. We thank you for listening to our podcast. Please send us an email if you're interested in being on the show. Send your message to pharmacyfutureleaders at gmail.com. Just remember, never give up, stay positive, eat healthy, get your sleep, and know why you wanted to be a pharmacist from the beginning to help others live healthier lives. We are Pharmacy Future Leaders.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>